Turn your TV to channel 3 because it's time for the legend of retro podcast at bx8b.com. Welcome to the Legend of Retro episode 8. I'm your host Jay. This is Chops from the Ashes. Of what? Of no, I don't know. I got no. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> I was hoping you had some more there, but no. Nope. the Phoenix that I slayed last night after I fucked its brains out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to the retro <laughs> podcast from BXAB Gaming, guys. That's bestiality. <laughs> yeah. Crypto <laughs> bestiality. <laughs> Oh, dear I give God. No, I give no fucks. We are 30 seconds into this episode, and we already lost our sponsor, DetroitBeardCollective.com. That's right, guys. If you have some facial hair and you want it to look its best, you need to check out DetroitBeardCollective.com for all of your beard wax, beard balm. Maybe you need some mustache wax. Maybe you need a really nice comb so you can straighten your shit out. Whatever it is, DetroitBeardCollective.com has it. Go there. Put in the code at checkout, BX8B, and you will get 20% off all orders over $25. Bam! Bam? Treat yourself. <laughs> it's from Trailer Park Boys. Don't worry about it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just made everyone dumber by doing it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Make sure to listen to The Legend of Retro. You can find us fucking everywhere. But if you really want to find us, just go look at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, or maybe just go to bxab.com, check out the badass website, interact with us right in the chat there, and check out everything else that we're doing on social media right from the website, BXAB Gaming, bxab.com, thelegendofretro.com. It don't matter how you get to us, just get to us. Love us. Forever. Or send us your hate mail at info <laughs> at bx8b.com. I virtual, love hate mail. Virtual hate mail only. Yeah. <laughs> no physical things necessary. We're not yeah. going to open that. We've no. got too much anthrax already, okay? <laughs> we and don't jars really. of semen. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Some of it mixed. I don't I don't understand. It some said, of it was definitely Some of it was white. mixed and it said drink me. And yeah. I was just like, I eh. think they put like Hershey syrup in one of them. <laughs> Anyway, like that makes it better. We do talk about retro <laughs> video games on this podcast, so let's get into it. The <laughs> weekly topic. Yes. Bum, 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 movie games. In sponsor of. Sponsor? In, in uh, tribute. Uh, tribute. Of. Tribute. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. The Oscars that just happened. Fuck the Oscars. Let's get back to the video the games. Award ceremony for losers, the richest people, and the losers. <laughs> um, Congratulations to Leonardo DiCaprio. You finally got one for the yeah. worst movie you've ever made. Good job. Worst? I thought it was good. Yeah, but out of everything that he's been that he's been well, nominated he's been in some for, great stuff. Yeah. Okay, we should stop talking about this. Yeah. Anyways, movie games. Movie now, games. many people may know movie video games as crap, as garbage, as things that you probably should have never played in your life. That's because you, that's what they are. And that's because the majority <laughs> of them are exactly that. They're licensed diarrhea. You will find studios like to produce video games based on movies that they have just brought out or will bringing out because they feel that it helps them somehow. But really, it's just money they just wasted. It's a money grab. So... Spider-Man is a great example. You will see a game preceding it. Before before the movie comes out, you'll see a game coming out just before it. 
or just after it. So, but they can't give, but they can't give anything up about the movie. So right. it's like usually some generic bullshit that like doesn't even tie into the movie, but they call it the movie game anyway. Right, exactly. So today we're going to tell you about our favorite slash the worst experiences we've had for movie games. And before we do that, though, we got interrupted by this horrible whore. <laughs> My wife Jade, she has an announcement that needs to be made. On the podcast, here we go, here she is, Brick Bitch herself, Jade. Uh, this is Brick Bitch. Have you talked about Samurai Pizza Cats at all? No. There is an NES game of Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh! Oh, damn! Give me the horn! Give me the horn! Oh, I didn't have it ready. Oh. No, oh. Have you been on <laughs> eBay yet? Can it, can it be acquired? Oh, I'm going to find it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Jade's got it. Jade's got it. Samurai Pizza Cats on the NES! Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Have you already looked up what it costs to acquire? Not yet. I was so excited when I found out there was a game that I had to immediately rush into the studio to to announce it. Okay, so is this... The other question I have, is it actually for uh, like the NES or is it a Famicom game? Looks like it's NES, but there is also a Famicom version. Okay, all right, good. As long as there's an American version, what we need to do is find out how much it costs, and that doesn't really matter. We just need to buy it. I can do that. <laughs> oh, I know you can. All right, thank you for the announcement, guys. Thanks, Jay. If you don't know what Samurai Pizza Cats are... I don't know. We don't either, but we just bought the 52-episode Blu-ray because it looked that ridiculous that we had to own it. No, we bought the SD on Blu-ray. <laughs> Well, yeah, I didn't mention that it's not even HD. It's 52 episodes, standard definition, on a Blu-ray, so they can charge you an extra five bucks. But oh, yeah. it looks like it's going for like 35 on an Etsy. There's a Japanese import of 33.99. That is oh, not. Geez. That's doable. This is doable. We should look into this. All right. Samurai Pizza Cat. Maybe Samurai. That's rough. Maybe Samurai Pizza Cats is a retro relapse for an upcoming episode. Just perhaps. Will the Brick Witch be joining us? The Brick Witch will definitely be joining you for Samurai Pizza Cats. I think we'll have the Brick Bitch on in that whole episode. Absolutely. All right. Well, for now, we're kicking Brick Bitch out. So, guys, you can check out Brick Bitch on Twitch. Brick Bitch on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash BXAP Gaming. She streams Lego building, guys. She's been building Star Wars, Simpsons, you name it. She's got it all. She's going to get started here. Stay tuned for what days she's streaming on BXAP.com. All right. Well, get the fuck out of here. Well, see ya. Well, see ya. Well, see ya. Make like a brick and leave. (laughs) <laughs> what? what? Uh, okay, cool. Okay, that was so a joke. Movie games! That was weird. That was good. That was, that good. was really weird. Yeah. Um, so, one of the first ones I want to bring up is something dear to my heart and my childhood. And I know that you will both agree with me on this. And your testicles. Batman for the NES. Oh, so good. An amazing movie game. Probably my favorite movie game that's been out. And we have played this on Retro Relapse. And we have played this for Retro Relapse. And it's basically Shino- uh, it's Ninja Gaiden meets Batman. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, like, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's so much fun. It's Ninja Gaiden it's just, wearing, just wearing a Batman outfit. It really honestly is. Yeah. There's weapons that I don't think Batman ever had. Probably not. Um, I think he had a gun at one point, and right. he never uses Which a gun. Which is totally Batman. Uh, 
but the the game is so much fun. You're climbing up walls. It's an action plat. It's a it's a platformer. You know, you have different batarangs. You have weapon or different enemies that you're going up against. Pits that you have to go across. You can use your grappling hook or your batarang. I mean, to swing. It's just a really fun NES game. Yeah, I uh, I've enjoyed. I owned it back in the day. We've we've played it for retro relapse more recently, and I can say it is a fantastic Batman game. Uh, one one of those games that like. <laughs> When we name other games off on the NES, like, I'm just going to throw it out and steal this one from Ethan and say Predator. Uh, <laughs> okay. When, when we pull a lot of these NES movie games out, they are trash. Oh, yeah. And by trash, I Friday mean- Friday the 13th? Uh, yeah, by trash, Garbage. I mean they're barely playable. <laughs> they're barely, one, reminiscent of the movie, and two, barely playable. <laughs> yeah. But Batman actually was, the mechanics worked well, everything felt good, and, uh, you know, yeah, it was a challenging game, but, but like- what I'm okay in, with that. What NES game do you put in now and don't fi- don't find it challenging? You know, so Tetris. I don't know. In the beginning. Well, yeah, in the beginning, of course, but Mario in the beginning isn't challenging either. True. But World Eight, your mind gets fucked. I just quit. That's true. <laughs> don't yeah. go any further. That's true. Yeah, that's that's the Ethan's motto right there. Yep. It gets hard. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Well, not Peace gonna out. finish that. <laughs> On to another game made for children. Yeah, uh, but mo- so yeah, movie games generally, uh, I, I like so in the NES were in the NES like days and even the Super Nintendo days, Genesis, all that. You had movie games, but they weren't really anything to do with the movie. You know, it was just like typically the only ones that really did were Disney. Yeah, they were very yeah. closely to the original script as far as like characters, places, but for the most part, like there was a Hudson Hawk. Uh, video game. You guys know the movie Hudson Hawk? I have no idea what that is. It has, Bru- yeah, it has Bruce Willis in it. He's like a spy, thief, or whatever. Nope. Die Hard? You mean Die Hard? It's similar to Die Hard and where it's not similar to Die Hard at all. <laughs> Die Hard had a game. Die Hard did have a game. I never played it, though. But yeah, there's some terrible, terrible movie games out there. Like the Superman. Like that Superman game, not necessarily a movie game, but in comparison to... You're no, talking no, no, no. about Superman NES. <laughs> yes, that was also a big diary. I don't even know how you could put Superman on Atari. You had, it's just a you red had block. E.T.? Uh, that was did you really have E.T.? E.T. Did you really... Kind of. No. You, it was a turd. Not only that, around. but you also had it because this was an E.T. times that Easter eggs were in a video right. game. You know? Um, but it I can't Jaws, remember. was it? Or? No, it wasn't Jaws. Jaws. I can't... Damn, I can't... Oh, well. Not that... We don't need to spend too much time on E.T. Okay. okay. <clears throat> what? Go ahead. Speaking of Jaws, have either of you guys ever played Jaws on the NES? Uh, nope. yeah, Yes, I have played it, and I've enjoyed it a lot more than the Jaws on Xbox. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the Jaws on Xbox. It sucks big ja- dick. First off, Jaws Unleashed is amazing. No, it's not. It's good. childhood dreams fulfilled. No, Jaws Unleashed is like, uh, I don't know, a bomb going off inside of a children's hospital. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that bomb is full of sharks and it's super badass. Listen, shark like bomb Sharknado. sounds brilliant, but not when it's shark bomb Jaws Unleashed on the Xbox. Okay, so Jaws Unleashed, you get to play as the shark. And you get to go around and eat people. You get to like knock people out of boats and eat them. And uh, at one thing, at one point, you get captured, and then you have to break out of like a Sea World type thing. Even fight other sharks. Why would they capture you? you? Just kill you. Do you believe that in another life you were reincarnated as a shark? 
I certainly think it's possible. <laughs> also, how do you lose in that game if your only goal is to ingest humans? Well, do you starve to death? Well, you know, there's guys with harpoons. You can starve to death. Other sharks and orcas will attack you. Oh god. Um, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I haven't made it past the second level because it gets super hard because the controls aren't that good, but the premise of the game is is great. It's trash. It's garbage. It's it's art. The very base is not art it at all. It is straight up art. This is like the High opposite art. of art. This is like this is like trash art. It's and that's what this is. But here we this go. This is spray painting on the side of a garbage can. Yeah, art. that says I like dick in my butt. Okay. Well, if, if liking Jaws on a leash means I like dicks in my butt, then you can do the math. Listen, I can't do math. <laughs> All I'm saying is Jaws Unleashed is not as good as the Jaws NES. That's all I'm saying. Can it's you... not as good because it's far superior. No, it's not. <laughs> Are you telling me that Jaws Unleashed is better than Jaws NES? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Do you own both? No. Do you own both? Do You You don't own Jaws on the NES? No, I've never bought it because the a couple times I've played it, I didn't really enjoy it all that much. I've Ooh. thought about buying it a couple times just to have it on my shelf. Same reason I've thought about buying Friday the 13th. But You own a lot of bad games and you don't own Jaws. Correct. Wow, I'm actually surprised about that. I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed in you. I really, I re- like when I think of sharks, I instantly think of Ethan. Yeah, Shark Week is Ethan Week. It is. It's Ethan. I week. live every week like when it's I shark think week. of Jaws, it's Ethan. <laughs> when I think of anything like that, it goes right to you, and you're telling me you don't have Ugh. the any break. Give, just give him a break, okay? <sighs> no, I, no, I I can man up and say when I let the team down. Yeah, I let the whole team down. Yeah, I'm really you're upset. being a jazzy. Ooh. Yeah. Ow. Well, listen. Oh, I don't want to keep sticking on Jaws because it's a terrible game. Both of them are. <sighs> there hasn't been a good Jaws game ever made. What about the Jaws Unleashed on the 3DS? Or the Jaws, <laughs> Jaws Unleashed on the Wii? They're all the same, Ethan. They're, they're all the same. Oh, God. Awful. <laughs> but, oh, God. but Jaws and 3D. Okay, let's move on. You tell me another one, Jay. What's uh, another movie game out there? I don't I don't know. You you tell me another one. Okay, here's, here's one that I'm sure everyone in the room... Has played Top Gun on the NES is kind of decent. <laughs> Top Gun I barely remember. That I game. own Top Gun and I own Top Gun Two on the NES, and they're both cool. Do you get to be Iceman? No. Do you get to s- snap your teeth together? No. Can you hear that? Yes, we can hear. That's it. me biting my teeth together like Iceman. Good job. <laughs> all, all you do is fly airplanes and shoot other airplanes oh, down. Can you do a flyby of the tower? No. No. Oh. Well, this game's stupid. No, no, I really... Okay, now... There's no danger zone, I bet. No. I, no. See, I, yeah, no danger zone, no flyby, no Iceman, no teeth clenching, clenching, whatever you want to fucking call clanking. it. Clanking. Whatever. I'm, I'm going to throw this is out there. Is goose in it? No. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. There's no goose? <laughs> Top, what the fuck is this? Top Gun... This is bullshit. ...is a trash movie. It is? This is... Top wait, Gun's whoa, not good. Whoa, whoa, Top Gun's whoa, not good. Whoa. whoa. Top Gun's not good. No, no. Wow. This you is not my Batman cup. You watch your mouth. Top Gun's not good. You apologize to us right I'm now. I'm not apologizing to anyone. You go apologize to Tom Cruise right now. You Tom, you Tom need, Cruise no, is a no, middle tooth. No, 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 no. He no. a middle tooth you need to You need to take your money and you need to donate to Scientology because of what you just said. No, don't do that. that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. You're blasting. I don't have any money. You're blasting. Look at my clothes. Your clothes. Donate your clothes. I dress then. like the Donate cl- your clothes. I wear the clothes they throw out at the Salvation Army. I have watched some of the movies with you that you have picked. 
Top Gun, Gun is not garbage. Is a, it, you, okay, we're going to go back to what art is, okay? In your, in your, <laughs> Top Gun is art. In, your, in Ethan's world, Luke. Top Gun is like the, it's the art. It's the definition of art. Because everything that this man watches <laughs> include like <laughs> the American <laughs> Nightmare. That's right. It's never leaving you. Time out. Time out. No time out. No, no. It's, I need to explain this. <laughs> the American Nightmare was a horror movie. That was based around a radio show called The American Nightmare. And what was the name of my actual radio show at that time? The American Nightmare. The American Nightmare. So I insisted we watch it because it was about my life. No, and it's back it, when wait, I was wait, a wait, big wait, wait, famous wait, wait. radio no, DJ. No, let me Can say you this. tell let me, say me this. what that movie Hold was on. about? Hold on, let me say this. American Nightmare was about your life. And Jaws Unleashed was about your life. There's a lot. Of, I've lived. A, I've lived an extravagant <laughs> life for my 27 years on Earth. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, Needless to say, I don't remember Top Gun, but the movie's good. It's old. It does not translate well. It is cheesy as fuck, but I'm sure the game was much worse. All right, so listen, Jaws has been bad. Top Gun, Top Gun is questionable. The games were fun. Uh, clearly, Ethan thinks the movie was trash, but I will, I will tell you, I will tell you the worst game, movie game, I have ever played in my life. Can you guess it, though? Do you have any idea what this game is? It is Home Alone. Close. Um, <laughs> Real close. I hated that game. That game was terrible. That was an awful game. Is it... Oh, no, man. it's not that either. Oh, jeez. I was going to guess... Do you... I got nothing. Okay. Got nothing. Well, guys, it's from Sega. Okay. It's Sonic the Movie. <laughs> The game. <laughs> the Sonic the movie. The game. Sonic it's the just movie, a chili the game. dog eating competition. Dear God. No, it's it's on the Sega Saturn. It's on the Sega Saturn. You already know it's hot garbage if it's on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, this, the, the, this not, comes out for like a week, right? Yeah. If the Sega Saturn. If it's not Panzer Dragon, it's trash. <laughs> so it's the Crow. Oh. This game. <laughs> Wasn't it like the Crow City of Angels? It was. City it, was, of it, was Angels. it was the sequel. It was a sequel, City of Angels, which take place in Detroit. Oh, man. And it was terrible. I mean, what I mean by terrible is the color palette that this game could produce. Sometimes you would lose your character in the world because it was they were the same color. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's terrible. It was, now it two dozen colors. It was horrible. <laughs> and the game, when I bought the game, I, I picked the Saturn up well after it died, right? Because I was starting to collect my game, oh, my Saturn, systems. The color of Skittles. And I, I was obsessed with the crow. I love the crow. So I was like, oh, they made a crow game. I want to get it. And, and it was, it's quite rare. Like, people wanted like 50 bucks for this game. So I bought it. Terrible I idea. played it one time, and I was like, God damn can it! Can I get my money? Yeah, I can. I, I'm so pissed. Oh man! Isn't isn't the just it's it's is it like a beat 'em up? But yes. like the mechanics, like it's it's almost impossible to fight anymore. Here it is. Here's my perfect example of this game. It is a beat 'em up with the controls of Resident Evil the original. Oh my god! <laughs> that is legitimately what the Crow City of Angels Jeez, is. Jeez, it's a terrible idea. It is so bad. Ugh. Yeah! Wow, that's the that's worst. Bad. That's gotta be okay, the worst game I've played. Fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a game that I know you both are gonna really enjoy. Okay, and I'm not not being sarcastic. Uh huh. Terminator 2: Judgment Day, the arcade version. Is this the shooter one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a good. That game. was a good game. Yeah, absolutely. The, mostly because there's not much you could do wrong with shooting. Well, it's robots. a ra- it's a rail shooter yeah. too. So yeah, I, I, that was a solid rail shooter. Yeah. I mean, it was no Revolution X. <sighs> right. 
I don't know what that is. Yeah, you do. It's the Aerosmith game. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, you can buy that bitch for 99 cents. I hate you. Anyways, back to a real game. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah. Great game. Great game. What? Yeah. I don't have that game. There's there's a Terminator meets it. RoboCop game. I own Ooh. that game. The RoboCop game. Did we play the RoboCop game? Yeah, Terminator vs. RoboCop. No, the original RoboCop game. No. I don't think we did it. On the NES? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we played it. I didn't play it. No, because I don't own it. We should get it. Because RoboCop's a bitch. Don't say about RoboCop. Compared to Robo- Terminator, RoboCop, RoboCop is awesome. RoboCop's a bitch compared to Terminator. They're two completely different technologies. They, two re- different they released a game called RoboCop vs. Terminator. Yeah, but I don't like just- to agree with Jay, but he has a point. If they put it in a video game, they're square enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't like agreeing with him at all. Oh, yeah. man. All right. How about... Well, I mean, it's up to you guys. What do you, what, are you Actually, I'm picking all these movies. You pick one. I'm not picking anymore. Yeah. Except for... <laughs> this really stinky pile of shit game that smells like horrible shit. It's making the studio smell like shit. That was me. I farted. Oh, oh, okay. Now you admit it. Well, well this time it certainly was me. I've been on a high vegetable diet with salads and carrots. And right, well, in okay. that case, Money More for Power Rangers, the movie mm, game. Hey, man. <laughs> it was like every other game out there as far as like Turtles of Time goes and... Whoa! And Street- Whoa! You can't compare all any... Franchise cash and beat them up to Turtles in Time. Turtles yeah, in Time yeah. is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Now, I know I like to throw the term artwork out there a lot <laughs> and masterpiece. I'm done. I'm legitimately but, done know, now. But legitimately, Turtles in Time I'm is leaving. a masterpiece. I'm and it's also a masterpiece of artwork. I'm leaving. It's the pinnacle of beat em ups in the 16 bit era. Oh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game, you couldn't even get past okay. the first level. It was like. <laughs> the game. I didn't no. say in, I didn't say in quality. No. I meant in the fact that it was a side beat 'em up game. You could have said that. You didn't have to compare you it to say, yeah. the greatest. Yeah, that's, you could have just like, said I like was using it as an example. That's like terrible. Comparing, it's like comparing a hobo that fights for sandwiches to Muhammad Ali. They both fight for their food. They both have heart. One of them was they, the greatest. They both, have, they both have heart, Ethan. Don't judge a man just because he's a hobo. It's like you saying that Valkyrie Chronicles is you know just like uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time because they're both RPGs. No, yeah. no, that's yeah. not the same. It's the same. No, it's not. That's what you just no, did. No, it's not. That is what you just no, did. It's not. No, you it's love not. Valkyrie no, Chronicles. Oh fuck you! Yeah, you're a piece yeah. of shit. I quit. <laughs> Anyways, back to it. Movie games generally are terrible, guys. We've listed off a bunch, but I think we missed a big category. I think you missed a big category. Well, well, fine. Yeah, um, producer Ethan, bring it up. Throw it out there. I think you know we've we've actually taken a big crap on just about every game other than Terminator. I think that we've talked about Pretty Batman. Sure. And Batman. Batman was fantastic. But there was a really solid run of 16-bit movie games that were Disney franchises Mm -hmm. throughout the 1990s. Absolutely. Um, I played the shit out of Aladdin. Aladdin on the Genesis. Lion King. Was was it the Super Nintendo one that was produced by Virgin? They had different producers. Yeah, I think so. I think Um, it's Super Nintendo. But yeah, Aladdin on the Genesis is one of the best games on the Genesis. Yeah. then Lion King is crazy hard, though. Oh, yeah. It's good, though. It is crazy hard. It's exceedingly difficult. It is. For almost mm-hmm. no reason. It's, nee. a chill, it's a game marketed at children. Nee. And I, not being good at video games, but being an, an adult, cannot beat the second level. 
Toy Story is one of my favorites. That's of, a of hard the game too. Era. There, there's levels again. Even using cheat codes on the Retron Five, I can still, still lose. Not beat. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, Pocahontas too. That that one was interesting because you had the raccoon and you actually got to control both characters. And you, in order to get past certain parts, you had to switch to go through like areas that the raccoon could get through that obviously Pocahontas couldn't. So um, that was kind of a cool mechanic that you didn't see in a lot of those games back then. Jungle Book, garbage. Is it? I uh, I, I own a copy. Played I've it. never opened it. No, it's we didn't was... play it. We, yeah, we tried did. to play it. No, we did play. It. We ended up playing it on a different uh, system. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. I had a bad copy for the Super Nintendo, but we played it on the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, because it was not good. Whenever I find those cheap, uh, you know, 16-bit Disney games, you know, Elle is a Disney fanatic, so I always pick them up. So she'll play them. Beauty and the Beast. I've never played it. Either have I, but I own it. Okay. On Nintendo, is that NES or is that Super? I have it on Genesis. Okay. It does not look very good. Little Mermaid on the NES. I never thought looked all that good. I didn't even know that. I played Little Mermaid on the NES. Shit show. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. It's like Jaws basically, but worse. It's like Jaws, but you don't eat anything. <laughs> well, and Jaws on the NES, you're, you're not the shark. Yeah, you're the you're Hooper you're or whatever. Quinn or whatever his name is. Quint. Quint. But I believe you play as Hooper. The better the character. Diver. The better. Character. Hanging no, with Mr. Quint Hooper. Quint is the best. Nah. He's the wild. He's the wily sea captain. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, I just I like riling this guy up over here. Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I'm well aware. We watch it every year. I watch it every 4th of July because you can't close down the beaches. It's the 4th of July. <laughs> oh, boy. Can we move on from this now? We yeah. can move on. Well, this has been Movie Games, so let us know uh, what some of your favorite and least favorite movie games are. Uh, send in, in uh, your info at bx8b.com. That's an email. You know where to find us across all social media. The Legend of Retro lives at bx8b.com and across uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, bx8b gaming. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to lose privileges to that over there. Oh, it's mine. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. All right, guys. So because of the Oscars and because of the movie games, our Retro Relapse was a very, very precise choice and chops he's going to do the honors to let us you know what we picked for retro relapse this week chops give it to us ghostbusters that's right folks we picked ghostbusters for the nes because we like to torture ourselves because we took a suggestion from lpj last place jason clearly about six months ago was trying to shit on us and he succeeded succeeded. so we picked it up ghostbusters published by activision this game is special oh it's (laughs) Like, was it Ghostbusters? <laughs> like, I don't... I, I, I think I, what it was... The only time was... we saw Ghostbusters, actual Ghostbusters, um, that you could tell they were actual Ghostbusters, was at the end. 
and they didn't function like Ghostbusters. I think this game was a bit of like driving fast mixed with like setting down a trampoline because you're movers into an apartment building, and yeah. then and then sperm blobs <laughs> it's, just bouncing around. It's part uh, ga- GTA before it was GTA, <laughs> and part uh, game and watch game with the trampoline, yes, the firefighter yes, trampoline. Yes. Uh, I, let, let me lay it down for anyone who's never had the displeasure of loading Ghostbusters into an NES. Okay. Let, let me lay this down for you. So, the idea is you start off and there, there's a big grid of a map. And you can go to different places in the city by, for whatever reason, you're moving the Ghostbusters logo around the city. Who by knows big, why that's the way marketing. to get around the city. By big grid, he means 8 by 8 not, yeah. very, not very big. Yeah, it's eight by eight, and everything looks boring, and and it's not exciting at all. And there's sperm ghosts. Just, there's just, little there's happy looking sperm ghosts. Sperm ghosts, and just then there's just impregnating like, the Zua building. There's only four buildings that really matter. There's and the gas three station. Three of them, two, and two of them are useless. <laughs> the gas station. The gas station. The shop where you have to go to buy equipment because for some reason the Ghostbusters have to go to a shop to buy their equipment. Here's the worst mechanic <laughs> of this whole fucking game. Okay, <laughs> the map that you just explained to me. I have to navigate the uh, Ghostbusters logo in the streets. To, you can't in, go over the building. No, by yeah, the way. in the streets. I have to navigate it to the building I want to go to. When I go into that building, I all of a sudden am <laughs> 400 meters away from the building I just navigated to so now I have to drive my car which has gas <laughs> it has a gas meter that depletes about as much as if I was driving a Hummer Okay, what happens if you run out of gas Jay <laughs> yeah this is the best part because the only way you can get gas is by just running into giant cans on the road if you don't do that you run out of gas which means <laughs> your Ghostbusters get out of your car and push the Ecto the Ecto uh, one. Ecto 1 to a gas station. Which, which is then, the same gas station throughout the whole game. Yes. Which then bumps you back out to the original screen we talked about. You need to start over. And you go back into that building and you have to go 300 meters again. And this time, hopefully, you get some gas. But if you go. Oh, my God. But if you drive your. If you, if you move the logo to the actual gas station, you still have to drive to the gas station. Like, what is the point of having the first map at all if. <laughs> Navigating to these locations mean you're not at the location. And then at the same time, you're driving this car down a road from the top down, which apparently if you move up the screen, goes faster yes. um, than if it was below. But you you still use the same amount of fuel. Yeah, everyone knows so, that everyone knows that when you give your ch- yourself less chance to react to things by putting the top of your card at the top of the screen. You go faster. Yeah, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. That's, that's so, just so pra- in the beginning, technical. when you were playing, you were like barely making it on 300, it's 300 meters away on a full tank of gas. Because I was staying back and we were trying staying back to get the tra- gas cans. And trying to dodge other cars that you yeah. run into that all look like, I don't know, Mustangs or something. Yeah. Anyways, and then we found out that if you just go to the top of the screen, you get there faster, which is a dumb mechanic, and it doesn't make any sense. And then we realized, at one point, that if you fuck what you chose... To go to, you drove in the car and you never went there because Ethan had that problem. I just got like I would get to a building, so you have to get to the red flashing buildings, and that's where you can catch ghosts. You got to catch ghosts, take them back to headquarters, which all involves driving to drop the money. ghosts off to get money to buy more equipment. And it's just it's just a circle of garbage. And mind you, you technically could probably move your little ghost guy to the corner of the first map and just sit there and let the sperm ghosts go to the center of that of the of the. Uh, uh, map 
to Zool Tower. To Zool Tower until it tells you go to Zool Tower, and then you can just bypass all the other bullshit that we went through because you start with enough money to buy a trap and to buy like a few things. So then you just go to Zool Tower. And uh, and then what happened to Zul Tower, Ethan? You well, you're the only one that made it there. Well, first of all, we we over we, we shot over the one part that's sort of Ghostbustery in the game when you actually get to outside. trampoline. Yeah, you you know you throw down your trap and you shoot your beams up there. You try to catch these sperm ghosts and bring them down into the trap. Yeah, that's like the one part of the game that resembles Ghostbusters. It's also the one mechanic that actually worked. Correct. Well, worked kind well. Of. So you lay a trap down, you move your guy out of the uh, like away from it, and then it creates this field where. You you can trap ghosts in. Well, no, which is you're larger than the beams. traps. Those are those beans. Yeah. Oh, those are from them. Yeah. Oh, I thought they came from the trap. No. What's your proton oh pack? my god. See, proton this didn't pack. make any sense to me. <laughs> Man, have you ever seen Ghostbusters? God, what is Ghostbusters? <laughs> oh dear God. So, so, and I, I will say, Ghostbusters. I will say that of everyone in the room. <laughs> I was the. Uh, this is my game. I brought this from my collection. You're Take a terrible it back. person. So Take I, it back. So I was the one who who had a little bit more history with the game. So I really knew what sort of garbage uh, mess we were getting into. So finally, when you know, a thousand souls have entered the Zool building. Ten thousand. Ten thousand souls. Well, you can go in, and I the PK I, meter. I made us play this until we could get into the Zool building because I knew that it was an experience. That could not be paralleled in any video game ever, anywhere from just terrible design. I don't... And, I want to uh, get back to that part just so I can figure out what the fucking controls are for that part. Yeah, because... That's it. That's all we, I want to know. Because Ethan took us... Okay, mind you, he just said he owns this game. He took us into the tower, at which point we sat there at the bottom of the tower, never even moved one step, and died because we couldn't figure out how to move our Ghostbusters. So... What I, what I remember from a, from being a child is I never beat this without a Game Genie. But I did beat it with the Game Genie. And I also, I actually have the multi-tap for the NES that allows you to put it in turbo mode. And I think the controls the step are like AAA, BBB. I think you do it in like successions of three. Something like that. Or AABB. <laughs> How are you supposed to know that? Uh, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't remember what I was playing. I was like, what do I do? My God, I need, to, I need to look this up and see how to, how, to, how you yeah, walk in that it's something like that. Part. But I knew that as soon as we got in the building, you guys were going to see how awful it is. I have no idea how anyone could actually get to the top of the tower and avoid the ghost because the ghosts just go through the stairs. You have to go up over 20 stories. There's no way. There's no way I could ever do it without a game, Genie. But it, it's impossible, completely impossible to do. And you get to the top, and then you can fight like Gozer, and then you're actually, it's a top-down view, and you're shooting the beams at Gozer, and the whole time Stay Puff is climbing up the building. It's like a time thing, and uh, I, I think I think once using the Game Genie, I did beat it, but even then, I remember always running out of time trying to kill Gozer as a child, but that climbing the tower may be the single most frustrating video game moment of my childhood because I love Ghostbusters and I loved playing this awful game and I just always died in the tower and it just it ate a big part of my soul yeah it ate a big part of my soul today you're a grown man let's get into it on an 8-bit scale chops what would you rate this game oh boy I know it's an 8 out of 8 Jesus Christ this game, this game got, this game got a two, two bits. It got a two bits for me because it bastardized something I love, 
and it didn't make any goddamn sense. Why well, I had to go buy my own shit? I'm a Ghostbuster. I made that crap, okay? I made the trap. I made my proton pack. I made whatever fucking ghost food. Yeah, who <laughs> the, the fuck? Who am who I buying this ghost? from? Yeah, ghost food. Right. Who is selling me this? Who is like laughing in their like back in their garage when they're like that motherfucker just bought that and it was just cat poop? I told him it was ghost food. That's basically what it felt like. I, I don't. I don't understand it all. Considering Ghostbusters, like you just said, made everything themselves and were and were thought to be crazy for making this equipment. But yeah, we have to go buy it. They also left Winston out of the game. But yeah, oh, there's yeah. only yeah. three the Ghostbusters. Hell? He's like my favorite Ghostbuster. Well, one of them. Peter Venkman's um, my favorite. So, by the way, also, yeah, you press the A button repeatedly to move in the tower. B opens up the floor or door to each floor, I mean. Um, start lets you place the ghost food on the ground. And the directional pad just changes your direction. That's it. It doesn't actually move you. So, yeah, two. This piece of shit gets two. Two ghost foods up your ass. <laughs> Ethan. Ethan, what are you going to give it? Only because this game, as much as it <laughs> broke me as a human, <laughs> I do have really fond memories of just sitting there listening to this Ghostbuster music on, on loop and just experiencing Ghostbusters. Something mean, I love so much as a child. This I'm going to give it... Give it! What is it? I'm going to give it a three. Three bit. Yeah. Uh, after all of that just hype that you just gave, you built it all up to a three Well, bit. Chops gave it a two, which is probably fair. One's probably fair because it's a big soul-crushing piece of crap. <laughs> but just because I have an emotional connection to the game, I it have to give it a extra bit. It gets an extra bit because... You Remember, know, I, I did, did like Jurassic Park CD, so... Yeah, and this... Sega CD. This game, whatever. I'm a jaded, mean adult because of this game. <laughs> I hate my life because of this game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you both are very generous because I would give this game a one bit. Wow. Yeah, it, get, it gets, it, like, <sighs> yes, it's playable. Like, it, like you can, like, I could actually play this game and not die within 30 seconds and have to start over. But when you compare it to a game like Superman for the NES, which, again, was a horrible game, the fun factor of both of these games were just... They were gone. There, there was none. So, they both get they both get one bit for me. I do not like this game. Thank you for bringing it over because now I know the day that I stumble upon this bitch at a garage sale, I will walk away from it probably. The next game I'm going to bring over, Werewolf, Werewolf for the NES. Mm. I don't know that one. It's sort of like a Castlevania knockoff. Oh, okay. I, th- I think it's at Elle's house, but I'll have to get it. Yeah, bring it over. Bring, bring it over. All right. Well, that's been Retro Relapse, guys. Remember, you can always send in requests for Retro Relapse. What games do you want us to play and talk about on the show? Send in your inquire, or send in your requests at info at bxap.com. Uh, you can also send your requests at our social media, so BXAB Gaming on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. And then, of course, the uh, chat system at bxap.com. Go to the podcast page. And you guys can leave comments there as well. So we got Ghostbusters out of the way, LPJ. Thank God. Thank you for that. Please don't ever recommend another game to nope, us. He can't. He's he's lost his privileges. <laughs> All right. So guys, send in your requests. We love playing these games. We don't have a problem picking them ourselves, but we like when other people torture us or maybe turn us on to a cool game that we've never played before, right. like. Toki. I've never played Toki, and now I'm kind of interested in it. For the I don't NES. know what that is. It's like a, 
you're an ape. You're in. Uh, you're an ape. You're an ape. <laughs> you're an ape. You're an ape. Anyways, Toki, <laughs> check it out. I just looked into it today. It looks quite interesting, but it's like thirty-five bucks. So I gotta decide if I want it or not. Yeah, Werewolf was like six dollars. Good, good. There's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, I played it once. It wasn't good. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's been retro relapse. So um, next up, we're gonna move into some emails. This is the segment where you send in your retro questions about anything around retro gaming, and uh, yeah, we answer them. So what do you got, Ethan? So it's not an email, but it's something that I- I'd like to submit my own question here to the room. Okay. Okay. And it ties into this week's show, the the movie games. Now, if you could pick one movie to be made into like a eight bit or sixteen bit style game. What movie would you pick? It could be a movie that's come out recently, but you want it to have the the eight bit or sixteen bit treatment. Are you ready? What, which game? Do you, which movie do you think would translate? Well? Already go got first. It. Already got it. Pacific Rim. Damn it! <laughs> Is that what, you're gonna that's say? what I was gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Yeah, I come up with something different. Tron. Huh? Tron's already a game. Yeah, a new Tron. The tr- old Tron game is just the light cycle. Oh, it was. It's just light cycling. I've got to think about this now. Romancing the Stone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what would you do, Ethan? So I think what would be really fun is in the vein of, like, Golden Axe, a 300 game. <clears throat> so, like, a beat em up with weapons. You get a couple different Spartans with a couple different, you know, uh, weapon types, and you get your friends, and you're just beating up uh, the Immortals or whatever they were. Like, the, I thought, I think that'd be a really fun game to the, play. The and Persians, like a, I thought they were. Yeah, Persians. To, I think it'd be, it'd be really fun to play a 16 bit beat em up in the vein of Golden Axe, but have it be 300. How about, like, in the uh, in the country of Japan where they have some really fucked up shit? We just make an 8 bit ex machina uh, game where it's all about, like, trying to have sex with the robot. They probably already have that game. They probably already <laughs> have that game. That's that's 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, for me, man, I can't think of one. There's a lot of eight bit games out there that I like. That I'm trying to think of a style that I would appreciate in a movie from a movie. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Expendables. Expendables in an eight bit game in the same vein of like Contra, but you oh, get to choose different characters and they have like I was about different to say, weapons. Isn't Contra that game? <laughs> it is, but like it have more like to it. Some more characters you could choose from. Um, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Be a little bit more ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of dead air here. Someone else <laughs> say something. I, like, I still like Pacific Rim. Pacific All right, Rim, well, yeah. there, there's my email that I didn't type up. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks. For Thank the, you, Ethan. Thanks hey, for, oh, well, you're welcome, guys. Thanks for not sending. I hate you guys. Ow! <laughs> you threw Stay Puff at me. Yeah, and that has no... Get rid of that thing. It has no relevance to the show anymore. Exactly. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to hurt you with that. You didn't actually hurt me. It okay, was a, it's a plush toy. All right, here we go. Next question. We got, we got our emails here, guys. Like I said, you send in your emails. We answer them. Info at bxab.com. Send them in. First question is from Chris. And Chris wants to say, if you could catch any Pokemon in real life, which one would it be and Why? 
dun, 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 dun. Arcanine. Why? Because it's a giant fire dog that I can ride. It's a fire dog. You can't ride it. It'll burn your crotch. No. No, it'll be like Ponytown. When they have a good connection with you, the flames don't hurt you. That is true about Ponytown. Yeah. Mm, that's true about Ponytown, but is it necessarily true about... Well, Arcanine's not made of flames. He's just a big, huge dog that produces flames. Has anyone ever... Have you ever seen anybody ride it? <clears throat> yeah, on the show. Okay. As long as you've seen someone ride it on the show. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll accept the answer. Thank you. Jay, who's your pick? I'm not picking. It's you. Oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, why aren't you picking? I'm not picking this. Per our conversation last week on The Legend of Retro, where we talked Sad about there being dog. a Venusaur <laughs> in the room and how I... <laughs> Can I change my vote? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can. No, okay. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, I would still love to have a Gengar, because it's my favorite Pokemon, and no one's going to mess with me if I got Gengar haunting the crap out of everyone. Yeah, I mean, but you'll be poisoned and you'll die. He won't poison me. He's my boy. He'll accidentally poison you. Well, that's a risk you take. Live by the sword, die by the sword <sighs> in the world of ghost poison Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. If I had to catch one Pokemon in real life, I would probably pick... Metagross. Ooh. Yeah, I really like Metagross. I think he'd be cool because, like, A, he's kind of spidery looking, and, uh, you know, being being the size that he is, I could ride him. I don't have to worry about getting burned by him. I don't have to worry about getting poisoned by him, but he's just a badass with... with gross bug. But... Oh, I'm thinking of... I was thinking of... um, Heracross. Heracross. (laughs) my bad. Metagross. Oh, Metagross is sweet. Yeah. It's like a weird-looking statue that moves. Yeah. But we know from the anime that if I die, Gengar can steal my soul from my body and we can fly through the stars. It happened with Ash Ketchum. <laughs> oh, boy. And it will happen <laughs> with me. I think I hit Ethan too hard with that Wow. Okay. That was interesting. Oh, boy. Thanks, so there Chris. You have it. All right. Thanks, Chris, for the question. Uh, <laughs> next up, we got Button Masher Caleb, and he says... I think most of us can agree that retro games perfected 2D platforming, arcade fighting, and couch co-op games. But is there a genre that just di- that just uh, didn't? Wait, what? Oh, that I, I just don't like playing on a retro console. I prefer my story-driven RPGs on modern consoles. I'm not saying retro doesn't have their share of great great ones, Knights of the Old Republic, for example. But I still think of Xbox as a more modern console. I mean, PS1 and back. Thanks and game on. Caleb, I am disappointed in you. Because RPGs on the PS1, like Final Fantasy VII... Are great. Like Le- Works of Leg- Art. Legends Works of Dragoon. Of I, <laughs> I mean, what do you mean RPG? Like, they were very different back then. They were very turn-based. and, and They were wh- very young in, their, in yeah. their upbringing. But they had definitely had, you know, had some great RPGs, uh, on the, even, you know, on the PS1. Even Super Nintendo had yeah, some good ones. exactly. Secret of Mana? Come yeah, on. exactly. Jeez. Chrono Trigger. He's dumb. Yeah. Caleb's dumb. Earthbound. Pfft, who is he? I don't know. I get what he's saying, though. Like, uh, turn-based is definitely... It's harder for me to actually play through a turn-based game anymore, uh, short of Pokemon. But, um, but yeah, a lot of, lot of, the, uh, lot of like, the old Final Fantasies and stuff, it's hard to even play anymore just because I'm used to the newer RPGs that are kind of action-adventure RPGs, I guess? Hack-and-slash RPGs? I don't know what you want to call them, but whatever. Um... 
a genre from retro that doesn't work. Do you have one? Chops, if you want to go first, you can. If not, I'll go. No, go for it. So a genre that I think post-16-bit era became way better racing video games. Yeah. there. I was going to say that was one of my choices. I, like super, um, like Mario Kart, Mario Kart for Super Nintendo. Well, first was, of all, was you a, said post-16-bit. Right. I, let yeah, me, so like, let I, me finish my statement. That was like the best young, like oldest racing game. Before that, you had like Pole Position, uh, Excite Bike, which is kind of like a racing game. They weren't, they were, there was very limited things you could do with them because of the aspect of it had to go through so many different de- like depth and and and, yeah. and you had to create a multiple characters on there. You all yeah. disappoint me. Well, see, no, so- you all disappoint me. What? RC Pro Am. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. Eh, that's different. It's a racing yeah, game, it's, and, it, and it's good. But it's I, a cla- Come on, RC Pro Am's good. Everyone is in good. the world RC knows it. RC Three Thousand is good. I don't know that one. Um, it's a kind of an obscure. F One Pole Position is good. <clears throat> eh. No, no, it is. No. It's good. Alger yeah. Junior Turbo Racing on the NES. <laughs> um, so Off Road Baja Challenge, like. So when you say post sixteen bit. What 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 comes to your mind then? You just said like give me a game that that like changed your world for racing when you say post sixteen cruising USA, uh, Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. So um, Need for Speed. Once we moved into the the uh, the polygon based era, we saw the just the advancements of the way the the courses could be designed, the cars could be designed, the perspective that you got. Um, well, you're, just talk, you're talking three D versus not exactly. Yeah, and I'm just saying that I don't, I didn't, I don't nearly in, uh, enjoy racing games prior to 3D graphics as much as I. do. I will tell you right now that I will call shenanigans on this man because he will play Mario Kart any day of the week before he'll go play Gran Turismo nowadays. I've never seen you play Gran Turismo. How many Gran Turismos have you played in your life? I played one and two. One and two, which were back then. Yes, Gran Turismo was the game. You didn't have Forza. You didn't have Project Gotham Racing. You didn't have Need for Speed. I mean, you didn't I have Midnight Club. I didn't have Burnout. Games. The last time, the last racing game I think I I played was like Burnout Four. Burnout was good. Here's yeah. Here's the thing. I think after the 16-bit, you had these 3D games. You had Gran Turismo, which I will give you. After that. It became the most generic bullshit genre because you had all the same garbage that everybody was doing the same thing. Midnight Club, Burnout, Need for Speed, Underground, all that shit was all the same. But what about Demolition Derby? What about Jet Moto? What about Wave Race 64? Oh, those are good games. Wave Race 64 is very good. <clears throat> you, but you're breaking away, and it's a racing game, but the fact, the reason why Wave Race is good is simply because it's... It's jet skis. Like again, they broke away from what I just said, where every game was starting to be the same. You know, people, everybody took the model of Gran Turismo because it was successful and said, "We want to make a Gran Turismo." I don't remember what the first Gran Turismo was like. Oh, but what about F Zero X? I like F Zero X way more than F Zero. I like F Zero better than F Zero X. Oh, F Zero X is incredible. I and you talk about F Zero X on the sixty four? Yeah, yeah. F Zero is again. I. I pay tribute to F-Zero because it was the first F-Zero. It was, again, something that like we were like, whoa, what is this? I've never played anything like it. Just like Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Like play, Going back and playing Mario Kart now on the Super Nintendo is so like still enjoyable, still, for the system it's on, amazing compared to 
you know, like I just said, the generic 3D game that everybody copied and everybody made the same thing, except, oh, wait, we're Burnout, so we have Destruction. Oh, wait, we're Need for Speed, so you can put decals on the side of your car. Oh, wait, we're Automodelista, so we just made ours look like uh, cell shading. Oh, wait a minute, no, we're uh, Midnight Club, you can ride motorcycles and cars. Like, it just, it just, that genre killed itself. It's almost like the music genre now where they just flooded the market with these games to the point where I don't care about racing games anymore. I like Cruising USA. Cruising, Cruising USA, USA was a good game. Really it was good a good game. game. I'm not, really saying, like that, I'm not saying there's no good games post 16 bit, but I am saying that, like, with Mario Kart, I would, I would argue F-Zero. the 64 bit era and the 32 bit era were the, was the best time for racing games. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying, because the original question that was brought up were games that are better. Not in the 16-bit, not in the 8-bit. And that I mean, if you point. want to argue that, then I'll argue that the new Forza is the best racing game ever because it's the most realistic. Okay. It, it's not even about the realism. It's about the playability. No, you we, 3D, it, it was about realism because before, in 16-bit, you had you had childish cartoon racing games that nothing was realist. Like, like Gran Turismo was all about realism. That's what Gran Turismo is. It's about feeling like a race car driver. Being a race car driver in a car that you can never afford, going down a, a racetrack that's a real racetrack in a real city in a real country versus yeah. Mario Kart where you're some you know fictional character riding a go-kart throwing shells. But, but my point still continuing to be Mario Kart 64 is better than Super Mario Kart. It's a better game. Like in a racing game or the fact that you have more modes? It's a better game. I, Mario Kart 64 is better than Super Mario Kart. Yeah, why? I would say so. The, it, you could call it a better game, but I want to know why. Why? The controls. The the having, I can control adding, Mario Kart. Adding the analog, the analog environment control, looks really it looks a lot better. Adding the analog, like, like if we had the two games driving through a blank environment. Let's just okay. take out. We can even take out the graphical arguability of it. Okay. The way that Mario Kart 64 still holds up as being accessible and playable due to the introduction of the analog stick makes it a more playable and enjoyable experience over Super Mario Kart. And I played Super Mario Kart just a year or two ago, and I was like, oh, this is sort of rough. I can go back and play Mario Kart 64, which I did just a month and a half ago, and it is still enjoyable. I I went to PAX, PAX South and watched more people participate in the Mario Kart Super Nintendo tournament than I did the Nintendo 64 tournament. And I enjoyed watching the Mario Kart Super Nintendo version more because the 64 version, don't get me wrong, I played the shit out of that game. We all did because that was the multiplayer world. That was the time where you had four ports and you could sit down with your friends and you could play battle, you could play race. Yes, like there was a lot to do in the game. But as far as a racing game, since we're talking about racing genre, there's nothing wrong with Mario Kart and Super Nintendo other than a personal choice of a 3D rendered world versus a more flat world that you're moving through. You know, like the 3D rendered world, the depth, the everything that you could get in 64, the polygon era, yeah, it was cool. But guess what? When you sit there and say you put both games in front of me, I will tell you that which game aged better was the Super Nintendo game aged better than anything on the N64 because the N64 just doesn't look good anymore. You can't put it on a system and sit there and say, wow, this game aged well. I don't play I don't play 64 uh, games barely anymore. I still think for 64 games, I still think Mario Kart aged decently. Nah. I, I play and play GoldenEye, play Perfect Dark, play all these games. They just they they have not they have not aged well. Same with the, the Polygon the early Polygon era did not age well. 
I mean, games that surprise me, PS1 games like Resident Evil. Playing a Resident Evil game and being like, yes, this looks horribly rough, but at least I can tell what I'm doing. There are times in N64 games that I don't even know what the fuck I'm staring at anymore. Playing Conker's Bad Fur Day, which was one of the biggest, biggest bit cartridges of the N64 era, and being like, am I standing on grass or am I in water right now? I don't know. Because it just, again, it just has not converted well where I can still hook up a Retron 5 or I can still hook up the original system even to a newer a newer uh, TV, newer technology, and still be able to play my games. And the a- and analog, yes, yeah, so like we've obviously analog has, has lived on and has become digital. It's become, and analog still exists, but I mean, so has the D-pad. As far as racing game, in a 3D world, yes, you need an analog stick. But, you know, I can sit here and play uh, uh, Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo with a D-pad just fine as well. And still power slide, still have fun with it. But, you know, it's personal preference, I guess. Yep. I didn't play a lot of racing games. Oh, I did. I played the majority of my racing games was 64 era and on. Majority of my racing games, like like when you think about 64, there were a lot of racing-esque games like, like Wave Racer. Like uh, Diddy Kong Racing, which was mm-hmm. just was just another Mario Kart, um, but I mean, my racing games were more like the PS2 era when, you know, when Burnout came out, when things like that came out. Yeah, the game was cool, it was fun, but it wasn't like I can't sit there and say any of those games were unique or special to the racing genre. They were just you know at the time they were fun, but at the same time that was that was my era where I bought every sports game that came out and played it. You know, now I can't stand sports games for the most part because they're just regurgitated garbage every year. So, what was the original question? The original question is <laughs> what genre did you not think worked in a retro setting? In the retro setting but worked better in the newer. Setting? Yeah. So, I guess my whole argument is that I see where he's coming from as far as what he likes. Yeah. But I think racing worked in the, in the old in the retro world in its own way. Like just like, not as well. Like RC Pro-Am is one of the best is one of the best racing games ever made. And to this day, you can pick it up and you can control it and you can have fun with it, which means the controls work, which means the mechanics work, which means it works in the retro setting. Do you like RC Pro-Am? Yes, I do. There you go. I don't like again. I don't know much about racing games. I'm trying to think of a, a genre. Did you ever that play I, RC Pro-Am though? Everyone, I honestly, I honestly do not oh, remember really? if I have. Do you have it? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that the one Maybe where you get... Maybe we should get, do that for Because there's a, there's a racing game I distinctly remember where, like, you could pick up, like, wheels and letters. Yes. Yeah, that's RC Pro-Am. Is it RC Pro-Am? Yeah. Okay, that's, like, the the only one of that generation besides Most the little amount it. that I played of of um, Mario Kart and Super Nintendo, because I never sure. had one. Um, that, that's the one I remember playing the most with my sister. Yeah. Um, but you other than that, to, it's Mario 64. You Mario guys need 64. to play Galaxy 3000. We need to see if we can find a copy. Last time I looked on eBay, it wasn't cheap, but it's a it's similar to RC Pro-Am in design, but it is a, a space racer where mm. you're spaceships and you, you're you racing on the nine planets. Oh, that's cool. And then your 10th planet is Planet X, and it's, you know, it's top-down. It's real similar, uh, but your ship actually takes damage, and you earn money. You have to, you know replace you know you have to bang out the dents in your ship and you can save up for better ships as you go on and uh it was a game my brother had and i he's the only person i've ever known that has owned it and it's fantastic um for the what here's the thing though we're talking about all these retro racing i'm having a hell of a time thinking of a racing game that was on a on genesis road rash 
Road Rash. There's one. I don't know. I know Cruising USA was on there. <laughs> what else was on the Genesis that would have been a good racer? Or one of the Cruising games was. I don't know if it was yeah. USA. Cruising but was USA, you played in 64, something. didn't you? Yeah. I, play, I played that majority in the I arcade. Well, yeah. I played yeah. that a lot in the arcade. But that, that was real popular in the 64. Mm-hmm. So That was the first N64 game my brother and I bought. Um, I guess Shooters... See that's what shooters I was would say. be be way better because you didn't have the, that three D the three D di- dimensions and and the fact that they were really limited on the amount of information you can have in it and if you like like Terminator Two, you know you're just looking it's a rail it's controlling you you don't have any functionality as far as your character moving you're shooting straight ahead at things that are coming at you. Um, GoldenEye would I think would be the the greatest example of that generation of where it it's transformed shooters from the previous generation. Well, I don't know if I give it to GoldenEye more than like GoldenEye came out after Doom, didn't it? Yes. So oh, I mean yeah, so Doom, Doom, I guess Doom, Doom really gave did you that. that first person aspect. Mm-hmm. It didn't have multiplayer, it didn't you know? Right. But it gave you, it gave that you the, per- the best first yeah. person aspect of you the know, time. When Doom came out, like like I don't everywhere I went was Doom. Like my dad used to take me those little like computer swap shop like mm-hmm. uh, Gibraltar type things that were super shady. Every single table. Had a copy of Doom if you wanted it, bootleg, real copies, whatever. So yeah, I mean, Doom definitely gave you that that viewpoint, but GoldenEye definitely gave you that like. Well, expand. I feel like it expanded the genre. It did because it connected you more with people. Well, yeah, the multiplayer aspect. I I can't think of a game first person shooter like that before before GoldenEye that that you played. That you played like that in a competitive stand where where there's four player. I can't think of anything. You know? Maybe like there were some in the arcade, but again, those were rail shooters. Yeah, everything was a rail shooter before that. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, Goldeneye definitely has its has its place in history for uh, progressing that that style. But shooters for sure in in the old the early retros, like they, I mean, using the word shooter, it's almost like well, what kind of shooter? Do you have like a space, like a side-scrolling space shooter or a rail shooter? Right. Like what? What? What do you have? You know, it's you don't have a first-person shooter. Right. I mean, hell, we saw Friday the Thirteenth when when it went first-person. It was. Ugh, it was. I didn't even know man. what the hell was going on. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, thanks for the question, uh, Button Masher Caleb. Uh, next question up is from Xander. He wants to say, first thing, there was a newer Jurassic Park game for the 360 and maybe the PS3 called Jurassic Park The Game. Don't know how good it was, but it did exist. So that's a reference to our uh, our rants last week. Um, for my question, I'm going to try a variation of last week uh, because your response, is, your response was too good. Pitch a 90s buddy cop style movie between two retro video game characters that you wouldn't expect to see together. Who are they up against, and what hilarity would ensue as these two learn to work as a team? Bonus points for wacky movie trailer voices, i.e. Ethan wins if he answers. <laughs> well, there's no point even trying this. Yeah, right? Um, my God. I. <laughs> so, yeah, let me... Pitch a 90s buddy cop style movie between two retro video game characters that would ex- that you that wouldn't that you wouldn't expect to see together. Who are they up against and what hilarity would ensue as these two learn to work as a team? Robotnik and Luigi are stash and stash private eye. One's trying to kidnap the animals, the other's just trying to not be the loser brother in stash and stash private eye. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> I uh, I don't even think I can answer after that. Oh my god. Um yeah. The, Ethan answered it for all of us. Ouija and Robotnik. Yeah, I can't even come up. Like, I really want to come up with one, but it's going to take too long. Yeah, it's going to come. It's going to be. It's going to be tough. Let's see if I can sling out another one. Yeah, let, uh, I have a couple, but I can't like come up with a good like a good pitch. That's the problem. Stash and stash, private eye. <laughs> That's the same one. <laughs> it's the only one you need. <laughs> Who else would be good? Let's see. Uh, who could? Uh, so. Did he say ape it or did he just say retro? Just said, re- I, yeah. Just two go. video games. Here we go. One's the money, one's the muscle. Wall Street Kid meets Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking into the underground fighting ring of boxing's deadliest and dirtiest foes. <laughs> that was pretty good. That, that, was, that was pretty good. I, I like that one. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Little Mac and the Wall Street Kid. Gotta love it. Oh my god. Money punch coming to theaters <laughs> this summer. <laughs> Money punch. I love it. Oh man. I don't have one. I honestly don't. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Um so in in the vein of, of punch out, who could we who could we team Glass Joe up with? <laughs> Who's like the worst fighter in no the world? No one. <laughs> I'm Glass Joe. I get beat up by criminals all the time. Oh man. So who would who would be his tough his tough partner, like who's a okay? Uh, let's let's team up Glass Joe with uh, other than Samus. Who's a tough lady in in retro video games? Um, Laura Croft. There we go. There we go. Glass <laughs> Joe and Laura Croft. <laughs> I get beat it's up a, all the it's time. It's a buddy cop movie, but they also get married at the end of it. <laughs> And, and they they have, complete each other. They have twins, and one of them is like a, a mini Glass Joe, and one of them's a mini Laura Croft. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, dear Glass God. Raiders. <laughs> Tomb Jaws. We're hunting for treasure and solving crime. I'm Glass Joe. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. All right, well, thank you for the questions, Andrew. Hopefully those answers... Uh, we're good enough for you. This will be my last episode of The Legend of Retro. <laughs> Holy moly. All right. Um, I think that's it. Let me... I got one. Oh, you got one. Okay, go. From Tony. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, Ronda Rousey is showing interest in playing Samus in a live-action Metroid movie. This sounds amazing, amazing, and I hope it happens. What do you guys think? <sighs> no. I agree with that statement. <laughs> no. Why No. She's not Samus. She's Aaron. not Samus Aran. Yeah. Why not? Because a, I want someone that can actually act. I want someone that's actually going to give this character character. Like I, I want. I don't know. I if I have to put a, I can't even cast someone for this yet. Like, Robert I, Zemeckis. The, is the director? No. Nope. <laughs> what? I want him to act. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, you're off. To you're out too. Uh, no, I'm not excited. Like I would, like I'm glad that she's a fan, and I'm glad that she's you know would is like saying that she would do it. But like I've never seen her act in anything. First of all, I don't think I'm not sure she has. It's, she probably has acted, and well, you just, like you small didn't see shit. it acting. It yeah. was just her in a movie. I know I said Robert Zemeckis, but I meant to say Andy Circus, okay. <laughs> the motion capture artist. Yeah, okay, there you go. That makes sense. Though. Okay, not there the we director go. of Back yeah. to the Future. What I was going to say. Wow. I'm like what? <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, I would love a Metroid movie. Don't get me wrong. Like I would be, I would be a super fanboy. Just, just 
dying for this, but it has to be the like it has to be the right person. And, and a, I think like I don't know. Does she's it, a strong woman. Yes, she's she's a she's a powerful you know woman. Well, here's my question. And I get the I get the situation. Can, can she play um, Samus in the suit? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But can she play Samus outside the suit? I don't know. That's don't... that's depending on it depends on what kind of movie you want. Do you want it more of action, more armor, more shooting, that kind of thing, or do you want it to be more of a heartfelt? I think my problem. Story? I think my problem with Ronda Rousey and 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 Samus is that Samus to me has always been that agile speed, you know, uh, attacker. You know, she she's very. Quick. Nimble. She's nimble. nimble, things like that. And and Ronda Rousey to me, as far as who who I think she is, she's a brawler. You know? Like and, and does that mean she couldn't transition to act like like Samus and, and fit the role? No. It does like like yeah, she could, but in my perception right now, when I look at these at this character versus this person that wants to be her, it doesn't fit for me. What about Scarlett Johansson? <sighs> No, I, I, she's I, overused. She's, she's overused. Yeah, she's. I, I'm not like. Yeah, I. I almost would be okay with them trying to find someone like a Ray, you know, from Star Wars. You know, she doesn't have. It doesn't have to be this big name. Like another that thought that popped in my head, even though I don't think she would do it. Like Olivia Munn, I think could be potentially a good one. I, I like, still want to see her her acting Psylocke, ability. Yeah. More. yeah, I like. I like. Olivia Munn because she's a big nerd, you know. So I feel like, as far as paying tribute to the character, she could, you know, if she is a if she's a Metroid fan, she could do it. Now Ronda Rousey seems to be a Metroid fan. She is a nerd too, but at the same time, when I look at her, it doesn't for me it doesn't fit. It's like me right now. I don't like looking at Ben Affleck and thinking he's Batman. I just can't. It just doesn't. It just doesn't click for me. I, I love it. That's, I'm so excited for Ben Affleck I, to be Batman. That's the only part of that movie I like is Ben Affleck. Correct. See, I don't. That's the only part I'm excited about is to see Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't mean anything. Like if if they get, if they casted Ronda Rousey as Metroid, would it like piss me off? No, because I remember when they casted Heath Ledger as the Joker, and I I like. I was like, really? Like Heath Ledger is the Joker, and you know, then obviously we all know the amazing job he did at that role. So, I mean, you know, and Ben Affleck could surprise me. I've had, you know, I've had plenty of times where I'm like, why would you do this as a casting call? And then I went and saw the movie. I go, you know what? I was dumb and wrong and you guys did a fantastic job. So I want, it's that initial, it's just the initial, initial appeal where I just go, no, you know, when Patrick Stewart got casted as Professor X, I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I've dreamed of as a kid my whole life. You know, so, I don't know. It's I just, want Tara Reid to play Samus. <laughs> I will murder you <laughs> right here. You will She's not leave. She's really good in Sharknado. She won't believe in really any sort of good. vaccines for, the, <laughs> for saving the Metro. I will murder you right here you will never leave the studio it's gonna be a metroid ano i know you wanted to get married in june it's not gonna happen anymore oh man oh dear god uh, who else is what really about terrible? that uh one chick that plays harley quinn what's her name see you know what margo margo Robbie. i could Ruby, see, whatever, yeah whatever, she whatever, whatever, you know what instantly i feel more comfortable with that I don't even know the. I don't even know her. I don't even know what she's been in besides the fact that she's about Wolf to be sued. Wolf of Wall Street. Street. Okay. That's what she's been known for. Yeah, like picturing her uh, 
in with the with the suit would de- it definitely fits more to me as far as just the initial visual effect. Yeah, you know? that really cool digital short with um, Jessica Chobot was yeah. really really good. That was good. Cast her. She's already done a fan film. She 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 fits the role. She seems to uh, you know to be a fan. Again, it doesn't have, does not need to be a giant star. That's the thing. Like people like ScarJo and all these big and all these big people. It doesn't need to be that way. I think they should cast a man, and I think it should be Topher Grace. <clears throat> I'm going to yes. strangle you. Gender switch it. I, Gender switch I the role. I am going to strangle Female you. Female Mega Man. Mega Woman. Here it comes. I'm going to strangle you with that fucking cable from your mic right there. All right, we should move on to the rest of these emails if we there got There are no more emails. It's just the Ethan's show death. is over. <laughs> Ethan is released of his duties. Uh, I had a good run. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. The one thing I would say about Ronda Rousey is oh this. Oh, God. She has enough, like, star power to potentially light a fire under a Metroid movie. Because right now, let's be honest, there's no Metroid movie being even thought of, probably, because Nintendo's too dumb to even think about They're it. They're not even making games. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, what about that Link, know, that Zelda show they were supposed you know, to be coming out with? I mean, let's think of Deadpool. Like, Ryan Reynolds had a huge role in pushing Deadpool to the point where, and like, I'm not saying it was all because Ryan Reynolds, but he had a big part to play in it. If you had someone with that type of star power to push the concept of, hey, we should make this movie, I want to be this character... Then you know what? I like you more because you're trying to make something that I want to exist. I got a good I got a good thing for you. Zoe Saldana. I don't know who that is. It's yeah, well she he's just saying this because no, he no, knows no, I'm, I'm obsessed see, with her. No, but, but like if you think about as kind of like modernizing a character, it doesn't necessarily have to be a white female. I think she would be really good as that character. Oh, is that the girl from Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I love Zoe, like, but I don't know. If she doesn't fit as Samus to me. No. I don't know. Like, could she's definitely the she's definitely right. She's got right, that toughness. No, you're you're right and, about you're right about one thing. She's she's like a badass chick. That's 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 she's su- beautiful, but she's tough. She generally plays that that agile, you know, just assassin type character, you know. So. Yeah, she could fit all that. So, again, that would be one of those things where it's like, I love her, I love this character. Do, like, I'd have to see them, to, I have to see it together. Really, you know, give me that, like, teaser trailer and just let me go, oh, yeah, I'm in, you know? What about Kesha? I heard she's out of work okay. right now. All right, we're ending the show now. It's, yeah, we're, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> like, this show's not going out. <laughs> We're talking to ourselves. It's never, yeah. never getting released. I hate you, by the way. Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in tears. I regret. I regret everything I've ever done for you in a positive way. Anyways, <laughs> we guys, knew it happened eventually. <laughs> thank you for the question, Tony. Uh, Tony, you said you were excited about this, so why don't you let us know what what exactly excites you about this? Or do you like uh, Rhonda as like a as the character? Or just the idea of a Metroid movie, or the whole thing. I'm just curious why you liked it. Um, anyways, guys, you can always send in your emails to info at bxap.com. Leave them on our social media at bxapgaming. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We're everywhere, guys. 
Um, don't forget to check out the new episodes of The Legend of Retro every Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Overcast, and of course, BXAP.com. You can also check out our other great podcast, The BXAP Podcast, all about current gaming news and everything that we're playing currently. Check that out. New episodes every Tuesday on the same locations. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. We want to thank Detroit Beard Collective, our sponsor. Check out all their great products at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use the code BXAB and save 20% on all orders over $25. Anything else, Chops? Go to our YouTube page, BXAB Gaming. We'll be posting some videos up there. Uh, we had some from our MES event that we went to, some streams that we've done, any games that we've been playing that we want to show you uh, about them. That's where you'll find it. Yeah, a lot of cool like reveals. Uh, the new um, tournament edition to Street Fighter Arcade yep. Stick, things like that, all on our YouTube page. So check it out, guys. We got new videos popping up almost every day. Uh, Ethan, you got anything for us? Besides all the bullshit coming out of your mouth? <laughs> Make sure you stop by our Facebook page, BX8B Gaming on Facebook, and leave your suggestions of who you th- think should play Samus. Um, oh, per- here the trolls come. Here per- the trolls come. <laughs> Preferably all the awful troll answers you can get, and stand by your argument, um, because give up. it's good for Jay's blood pressure <laughs> to get him riled up about once a week, so... <clears throat> I hate you so much. I think Gary Busey should play Samus. <laughs> this has been episode eight, right? Eight. Eight. The Ocho. Who of, cares anymore? Of the this legend, has been the last episode of The Legend of Retro. Of The Legend of Retro. The journey may continue next week, but chances are we're dead already. So, thank you and farewell. Good night. Well, see, see ya. ya.